0: The beard is out of control. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Podcast of the Nerd. I'm Ian. How are you? Uh, Are you okay? You dealing? I hope you are dealing. Um, I have not been dealing. Not particularly well. Uh, After sort of digging into my own... ...reaction to the world as it now exists last Tuesday, I thought, okay, I get it now and can just get back to work. And then, let's just say that my own anxiety has a certain ebb and flow. Um, As have my unhealthy coping mechanisms. A couple good days and a bad day, but you know... That's okay. Uh, I guess I was sick for pandemic coping class in high school, Uh, you know. This is not really a scenario we were all trained for, so you know what? I have to allow my own humanity, nothing to do, but notice things as they happen, turn off the autopilot, and try and make a better choice, which is why we're here, of course. I don't have a ton for you today um, before we get to the fanfic reading, so a shorter episode? Possibly. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how to not panic, which was a um, request from the Passionate Nerds Discord server, link in the description if you're interested, Um, what I've been watching, and a quick update on New Year's resolutions that we talked about last week. Now, uh, how? to not panic. These are suggestions based on the mistakes I keep stepping in in the past ten days. To put it another way, uh, here's how to don't be like me. And look, um, I'm in it right now too. Uh, I've had a couple of family members lose jobs. I feel deeply nihilistic about the state of politics in my country. Uh, My income is based mostly on people's generosity and their luxury dollars. So, when I think about the upcoming months, I worry, let alone, is someone I love going to get sick? And that worry crested for me around Thursday last week where I had what I think sorry about the noise, what I think uh, pretty much was the closest thing I've ever had to a panic attack. It just had to sit there and sort of you know um, the way um the way i describe it is is uh anxiety is a tensed muscle and a panic attack is that muscle in spasm so there was a lot of just sitting there and and uh, thinking about the things that i have control over and the things that i'm grateful for and that muscle uh slowly untensed and then i did what i have been trying to do, which was get back to work. I think uh, I got the um, outlined for the um, Buffy episode "Family" done on that day. I think I'm um, I'm drawing a blank right now. So um, here are my thoughts. First of all, as we talked about last week, these are the kind of the things that I'm employing to, you know, uh, just kind of deal. Um, if you're anything like me not going you're not going to get anywhere by uh, this I brought this up the last time. You're not going to get anywhere f- trying to force yourself to do one way or another. Um you know, you you have a reaction to all this and that's okay. All you can do is notice it um and make a choice of what to do next and how you want to be next in this moment. Um you know, it's good to think in the short term uh, at the moment. One thing I'm trying to do, spend less time on also is social media. It's important to quickly understand what you do and do not have control over. And uh, the first few days this all exploded, I would catch myself regularly and compulsively scrolling through Twitter. And the longer I did it, the worse I felt. Not only that, but I read more and more scary misinformation. One of my best friends, Carl, is a doctor and told me there is an insane amount of bad and sometimes dangerous misinformation going around on Facebook uh, and Twitter. And even today, while I was trying to get the outline for this podcast done and plan the week and do the journaling and and just kind of, you know, keep my rock moving, um, I found myself back on Twitter and after a minute, my mood tanked. Just jamming my eye holes full of superfluous information and politics fighting with each other and scary stories isn't making me better at the things that I do have control over. Um, And I know it's tough because right now we're all feeling isolated, but social media is a poor balm for that ache. So I've been setting up video dates with um, friends and relations. Uh, My friend Carl and I tend to go to dinner about once a month and we had dinner over Skype last week, an hour face to face. And it was good, like, you know, we need to be doing that more often, Um, keeping connections. Uh, Jack and I have been getting together almost every evening on Skype to watch shows. Uh, I think I told you last week. I've been showing him through Next Generation and then I hit The Good Place and had an emotional crisis and needed him to watch it right then and so we did and he loved it and, um, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're back to Star Trek now and, uh, our movie night which I'll talk about in a minute. And the other thing, um, we as a group are thinking of doing is a Bad Decisions Quarantine stream where we all, uh, Skype in, watch some Buffy and stream it with you guys, I will, um, keep you apprised as things kind of go on but the last thing um and this kind of hit me today is it's hard to say any of this stuff without sounding uh trite you know it's it's um it's a lot like i don't know it's a lot like uh there's a there's a my first girlfriend uh loved ani defranco and So I started to love Ani DeFranco. It wasn't um, it wasn't a disingenuous thing either. I really enjoyed uh, the music at the time in high school and particularly angsty and uh, That's a good thing. I think I was coming off my Nirvana grunge phase uh, I once I used to wear Pearl Jam and Nirvana shirts anyway um, But there's a line in an Ani DeFranco song that I've always remembered uh, the song is called Superhero, and, and she says, uh, and suddenly every pop song on the radio is speaking to me. And I think that's a great way of, of talking about um, the breakup phenomena and how these things seem trite until you need them, until they, um, until you're going through whatever the thing is about. Um, so when I say th- th- these kinds of things, you know, hopefully... I don't know. I don't know. The thing I was going to say is is uh, we have to keep in mind that we are all in this together. Um, it's one of the few times in my lifetime where I remember that being so globally true. Yesterday was the first time I've gone out of the house in a while other than the baby and I take walks up and down the block together when she gets fussy. And I had to go to the grocery store. And people are very tense. Very quiet. Someone coughed, and every head in the grocery store turned. I had to cough because I have a fraction of the cold I uh, I had for a month. And, um... That, or one of the six kids I live with, have already brewed up a new strain of it for me. Either way, uh, I thought, No, maybe I'm just going to let that tickle sit in my throat. And I think my mic is a little low. I'm not going to adjust it. I apologize. Ma. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'll run this through so all uh, oh, my, vo- my volume sounds okay. But, um, here's the thing I noticed. I started going out of my way to strike up a conversation with the people I was into that, that I had opportunities to interact with, to just smile and be kind. And every time I did, people's faces lit up. Um, you know, someone. Was bridging the anxiety and fear gap and trying to connect, and I just saw in those sort of micro reactions with the person, the two teenagers, or um, uh, that were checking me out, and the the woman in the bread aisle, and and all of that. I just saw that that you know, there's like a relief when people bother to to smile and have a conversation, you know. Um, Things are uh, feel dire and we seem to have uh, misplaced Buffy's beeper number, but none of us are alone. We're still a community, and in the case of this community, a global one. And all these big scary things that we don't have control over may as well in my mind be meteors passing by. It's so easy to get stuck in a fearful limited bubble. But I can't help but think of, and I say this with as much cheese as I can Munster, I'm so sorry. Um, If nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. What we do today, right now, because that's all there is. And so, for me, uh, the thing to do and the thing that I have been doing is get back to work. Um... So just uh, uh, uh I mean if for anyone who's a a fan of these shows I, I I felt I should mention the um I've been having trouble moving on past the good place. Uh, that happened to me when I finished Buffy. There are certain shows. I mean it's just kind of tough once you've gotten into the stream and the comfort level with a certain show and a certain group of um characters that you've been binging. To, when that's over, sort of accept and move on and start again with um, a new uh, group of people. And I raved a bit. And then there are the shows that just sort of uh, are so affecting that they're really hard to let go. And The Good Place was definitely one of those for me. Uh, But I have finally decided. uh, This week I'm starting Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is the '90s Trek I never got around to watching for some reason. Um, Next Generation was a defining show for me personally. It created my interest in science fiction. It was one of the pieces of fiction uh, most pieces of fiction most responsible for shaping me into the person that I am. Uh, and I still want Picard to be my daddy. And I mean, that's a lot of expectation to put on any one show. I realized after couple of rewatches, apologies, I just, oh, okay, I got confused by um, the visual version for a second. I wasn't sure if my notifications were showing for you, which you don't need to see. You don't need the extra information. It's not particularly interesting. But um, that's a lot of expectation to put on a show. And I realized after a couple of rewatches that that was partly one of my issues with Angel. Buffy is one of the most influential shows in my life. Obviously. And um, that was a lot to live up to with the spinoff. Especially one that started when Buffy had three years of finding itself and its chemistry and its voice. Um, the thing about Star Trek, though, is weirdly... I've watched Voyager. Voyager and not Deep Space Nine. I, I, I like Voyager fine, but it's no next generation. And yet, I watched every episode of it. So, anyway. Uh, DS9 is now. Expect detailed reports as I... Make it so, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm reaching, you know, uh, gotta build the muscle back up again. Uh, it's, a, it's, a little, it, it, it's a little weak at the moment. Jack and I are also trying to get back to our movie night now that we're both well. The only problem is the movie we rolled last week was The Pianist. And uh, given the news of the week and the times, last thing I really was up for was watching a Holocaust film that is also a continuing conversation on art versus the artist. So, um, we've been doing what I always do with these things. We've made a big spreadsheet and used a random number generator. I'm thinking what we'll do is we'll uh, pick three at random and then actually make a decision about which one of those we're going to watch. We'll chat about it next week. So, New Year's Resolution (laughs) Update. Remember New Year's? 10,000 years ago when New Year's happened? Um, There was a… Yeah. So, here's the thing. To me, talking about any of these things feels a little silly and trite and I think that might be exactly one of the reasons why it's important for me to talk about them. Um, Again, the things we can control right? So I've got to be honest with you, my accountability buddy. Um, the, I told you last week that I was going to take stock of the state of all of my resolutions and chat about them here with you, but I underestimated that uh, I, I, I underestimated just how much time laying in the fetal position and crying in the shower takes. So, let's do it here and set up some goals for next week. So, resolution number one was spiritual. I wanted to start a um, start the morning with a meditation practice. Easy, accessible, 10 minutes. This one has ended up morphing a bit. I was using the Uper app uh, and I've instead just started doing a morning journaling habit. I realized that the the kind of mental download that I was doing in Uber was the thing that was really of value. Um, I think I definitely think there's value in a meditation practice, but I think that that is would be distinct from why using Uber to start the day was of value to me. And really, what it was was just downloading your the storm of your brain onto something else and saying, okay. What do I want to get done today? Uh, what is my focus? You know, um, just ha- stopping and having a moment of um, presence and intention. So I've been doing that in um, journaling in Evernote. I don't mind if any of these resolutions change over time, especially if I find a more effective approach for their intended function, which is what happened here. The point of this exercise that we're doing together is that resolutions are are going to get dropped. The name of this podcast could have been called Go Get the Damn Rock. So um, I'm altering this one to morning journaling routine five days a week, and so far that's been going pretty well. Honestly, um, the past couple of weeks in between all of the uh, adulting breakdowns has have been pretty productive ever since um, getting back on the Dear Boy train, so to speak. Shouldn't talk that way about things so edible. Edipal, not Edible. Resolution number two uh, online was online date and stuff, which <laughs> to me uh, is an interesting prospect in current times. But you know what? I've been thinking about this. This whole self-sequester thing kind of takes the pressure off a bit, doesn't it? You can feel free to strike up a conversation with someone and talk freely because you're not getting together, at least not for a while. So I don't have to think about... Uh, You know, the spinach in my teeth, or uh, did I remember to put the beard oil in, or uh, whatever it may be. At least not for a while. And um, I don't think a city lockdown is a reason not to online date then. So, um, goals this week, and I, frankly I think it would be kind of interesting. And I think, um, you know, this is an interesting time to sort of be in contact and be in touch and... And to connect with people. I do wonder uh, of people using... I, it's interesting to see the businesses that have been affected and that haven't been affected. And I do wonder how uh, online dating is doing uh, with that kind of thing. You know, I think people are home a lot. And if you're single, you know, you might be firing up the app and sending off messages. Um, so I'm I'm curious. And um, I believe life is better shared. Uh, so, the goals this week. Three messages sent, reply to any that come in. Resolution number three was financial. Keep a budget, have a budget day. Honestly, this one is on track and going just fine. I actually want to spend a little bit more than I have been because I want to be supporting local businesses and restaurants. Um, you know, there's... If I have the means, which at the moment I do, uh, I think that is a a net good for um, everyone. Leave a tip, do whatever, Uh, tip the driver, and uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, budget wise, everything's fine. Uh, The fourth resolution category was for the professional ones. Uh, Goals were one episode guide every two weeks. So we know how that one's been going. Uh, Keep the podcast weekly. Don't look at me like that. I don't like it when you judge me and grow Patreon. All right. Whatever weird ass rut cropped up from Dear Boy, that cold for three weeks, it's all done. And honestly, my way of coping with my own stress and anxiety is, well, it's probably to drink too much, but if I'm completely honest with you, uh... but my healthy way of coping with stress and anxiety is to work. I get to do this amazing thing, making sounds with my word hole on the internet to people. And I'm not a doctor who can help uh, the sick. I'm not an idiot politician who gets paid to make things worse. I'm a guy who has 61,000 people uh, dealing now with an excess of time on their hands who could probably use a little distraction. That is how I can help. So. There will be a video this week. Hopefully Friday, but since I just said that out loud, probably Saturday Saturday or Sunday. Nevertheless, it is happening. Um, I think this podcast is just as important for me specifically, uh, my own mental health. The intention of this podcast was to be a weekly signpost for go- my goals and uh, process. And even if I get dera- derailed again and go face to wall with yet another script, I need to fire this podcast up on a Monday morning or Tuesday and say to you, I'm stuck. Our relationship as accountability buddies is not for only when I'm cranking, but when I'm derailed as well. So, um, I'll just have to suck it up, buttercup, and let you know I'm fogged because... We can't go another month without me reading to you about Spike. Otherwise, we're never going to find out what happens in his It's a Wonderful Life scenario. Uh, Resolution category number four. Number one was, uh, these are all personal ones. Number one was write a novel. Uh, Lonnie was very kind to appear on the podcast to talk to me about how to approach this goal this year. And I created a to-do list from it, but... I've realized that those to-do's are just going to keep getting pushed out in favor of things I need to get done for the channel. I'm always going to prioritize writing or editing my next episode guide script uh, over creating my novel soundtrack playlist or writing a character bio. The episode guides are what allow me to eat. So um, I've realized what I need to do is just block out a time during the day. I'm starting with an hour this week. It's the novel hour. No other tasks for an hour a day that aren't related to the novel. So that when Lonnie and I do our next coaching session, I have something to show for it. Um, And if you're interested in hearing that discussion with Lonnie, I believe that was Bane Swallows His Mask was the name of that episode. Because my audio was garbage. Uh, Number two was The Van... I'm dropping this one. Uh, I think I talked in a previous podcast about coming to understand how the van and the boat were related despite my circumstances being different. And if the expense of the van was insane a month ago, it's doubly so now. Uh, I like my life and I don't need an escape hatch. Number three was dry January and February with a corresponding weight loss and fitness goal. Now, with the exception of the bad decision stream we did in February and one other slip up, I didn't drink for two months. I'm happy with that result. I was also intermittent fasting and running three times a week and I've lost uh, 23 pounds this year so far. That's 10 kilos or 1.5 stone and that's great. Then March hit like a freight train. Uh, I got sick for three weeks, didn't set any new goals with regard to the consumption of adult juice boxes, and the world went and made itself look all weird and intimidating. Uh, I weighed myself this morning knowing I was going to have to talk to you about it, and I haven't put anything back on. So, minimal damage, but I need to set some new guidelines. Uh, This week I want to return to intermittent fasting. Uh, My window is uh, 11am to 7pm. Um, no more alcohol for the rest of March. And then I'll set a goal for April, especially if we do a bad decision stream, uh, may open up the rains for two nights in April, something like that. And three runs this week. So, uh, one of the things that was sustaining the structure of my, uh, fitness goals was the Boulder Boulder, the, which is a famous, uh, United States 10 K race. It has been delayed, uh, or canceled. I'm not sure exactly. Um, what that is. I'm pretty... I haven't heard anything about the Denver Comic-Con, by the way. But I'm pretty sure the same thing there. I'm still going to write what I was going to write for the Denver Comic-Con, and I'll just make a video out of it and publish it on the channel. Top 10 Buffy or Angel episodes that restore our faith in relationships. Which, not a lot of people credit the Buffyverse, uh, with for doing. But I think there's good stuff there. So, um... But anyway, the way I'm going to proceed with uh, the working out is just as though the Boulder Boulder is still happening. And train train up to May and then um, start something else. But, so three runs this week. Easy ones. They are going to kick my butt. I have been uh, out of the game for a month now. So... And the last of the resolutions, this was in the realm of self-care, which maybe I'm getting better at. Who knows? Uh, Number five, finish five story-driven games and ten books. Um, I finished The Last of Us Life is Strange 2 on Twitch, currently playing through Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I've actually played enough uh, on Twitch to become an affiliate. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you may not realize this, but... You can support me on Twitch for free, and it helps uh, by throwing a subs- your uh, Amazon Prime subscription over there. But uh, the trick is, when I ran into the Dear Boy script problem, I stopped doing Twitch streams, and I just can't do that. So um, I streamed last night. I'll be Twitch streaming Tuesday and Thursday. You know, we talk about Buffy. Uh, Russell from a uh, friend of the show, friend of the Patreon hangout, uh, was on, Russell and Sara were on um, Twitch last night, and we talked about, uh, we talked about Buffy for 20 or 30 minutes. It was great. So, um, and if you're just home and looking for something to do, by all means. The other thing, too, is Red Dead Redemption has this mechanic where it's it's an interesting game i don't love it but it is an interesting game and you where you go from location to location you actually have to ride your horse all the way there and it has a cinematic mode you can switch into and um during those rides we've been doing buffy trivia which i need to be more organized about um so that's that's tuesdays and thursday nights anyway getting a good reading habit back has proven a little bit more difficult um I've realized that I need to block it out in my calendar just like the novel, which I've started doing. Uh, the first book I took a run at was Felicia Day's book Embrace Your Weird. I really loved her biography. Um, You're Never Weird on the Internet, almost, I think it was called. It's. I highly recommend it. And um, as a neurotic, anxious person, um, hearing someone, uh, you know, she is very much too, and hearing her sort of grappling with getting things done in the face of it and how to move forward in her own life was very inspiring so big recommendation for uh that but her um i bought her new book site unseen and it just wasn't really what i was expecting it's kind of a book of exercises for um using or enhancing creativity which is you know uh Kind of what my entire professional life is built around. So, um, it, it's not something I feel like I personally struggle with. So I gave it to my friend's 13-year-old that I'm living with and she loves it. So, after that, I did the very Ian thing of putting a...I a, I hate... If you've followed me for a while, you know I'm not, uh, big on making decisions. If I could offload most of my decisions to polls on the internet, I wouldn't because I would feel too guilty about it, but I'd think about it. So um, picking the next book, I did the very Ian thing of putting every book in my Kindle and shelf backlog into a spreadsheet. And uh, when I did that, I made the decision that I'm going to include the Buffy and Angel season comics on the list. One season is one book. Um, And then used a random number generator and the first book I pulled was Buffy season 8. Um, one of the questions I get regularly is have I read the comics I got about halfway through season 8 and stopped I've tried it twice and I've read Tales of the Slayers think it's wonderful and badly want to perform a monologue from it but um, now if I pull them from the the, uh, spreadsheet I'm going to finish them so I've already finished the first um, graphic novel for season 8 there are a lot of them I have the um, big library compendiums for volumes three, four, uh, two, three, and four. Um, the art is wonderful. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to review it until I'm all done. So whenever I finish, I will, I'll tell you about it and maybe um, whatever the next book is. But honestly, I could use a few more suggestions for the reading list. There's a lot of philosophy and uh, Buffy analysis and stuff like that in mine and I could use more fiction um, rather than reading The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay again. Uh, If you want to help me out, comment below on YouTube or shoot me an email at thepassionofthenerd at gmail.com and tell me your most favoritest bit of fiction that you've read in the last five years. Um, And those are the resolutions. And I have to be honest, having this conversation feels way better than just the dread that I felt after the March derailment. Do you ever know you should look at your finances, but you're afraid of what you're going to find, so you don't, and you just get more and more and more anxious about it until it finally crescendos, and you just do your budget, and you realize it's just way better to have the information. No, just me. Yeah, um, I, think I've, I think I've told you that happened to me at 3 in the morning. I, it was 3 in the morning I was laying in bed thinking about the budget and just had to get up and do it. And as soon as I did, I was like, why didn't I do that uh, hours and hours ago? All right, um, goals for this week. I'm working on Buffy Season 5, Episode 6, Family. The outline is done. There are a ton of uh, lovely, wonderful things. It was kind of a dense uh, outline, shocking for a Whedon-written and directed episode. It reminds that episode reminds me a lot of Amends in sort of the Whedon pantheon. You've got the Once More with Feelings and the Hush, um, and then there are the ones like uh, uh, Amends and Family. I'll get into it. Well, we'll talk about it. I uh, next week. So I'm cranking on the script tomorrow, which would hopefully mean a live stream on Wednesday uh, an edit stream since we'll be doing the rewatch for Patreon in the evening. But now that I've said that out loud, it'll probably be Thursday, you know how these things go. Twitch streaming Red Dead Redemption, Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7pm Mountain Time, and this Saturday will be the Patreon Hangout, 5pm Mountain Time. I'm sorry I'm not good at um, time conversions, so. And we Americans do daylight savings time, which is dumb. I usually start the stream uh, about a half hour in advance to watch the episode guides. Last week we had a terrific group discussion about parting gifts and somnambulist. Um It was a good group. The uh, we have um, it's so funny when I first started when I first launched launched Patreon and one of the bonuses was um, you know a, a hangout. It was the I think it was once a month at that point a um a google hangout um you know i'm uh uh i've seen a lot of other creators do it where they just sit and chat with um people and um it it didn't work and so switching it to the episode guides like i still get I've got a lot of stage fright and apprehension before I fire it up and we get the conversation going and so forth. I have no moderator experience. But, man, we've been doing it for, like, two years now, I think. And uh, I it, it has morphed from this thing that filled me with stage fright and nerves to I, it's a really good group um, and uh, really good discussions. And the last one... I, there were several times when I thought man that's got to go, that that should be in an episode guide um, so great stuff I, I really really enjoy the discussions the other thing I've been thinking about and we, we talked about last week is adding a game night um, that would be non streamed just for uh, patrons uh, less formal more of just a hangout kind of thing we do jackbox games or whatever Um I will probably... uh, I think that's just a good idea, so we're going to be adding that next month. I still don't know how that's going to work. So, Patreon Hangout this Saturday. Last week was parting gifts and somnambulist. The patrons voted to skip Doomed, which I don't have a real problem with, except because I'm personally coming up on uh, Into the Woods or approaching Into the Woods. Um... Doomed is incredibly relevant to that, but it's not everyone's job to suffer through a not-so-hot episode that um, the writers all have said that there just wasn't enough time for it. So, um, but it's interesting, right, that that's the episode that is responsible for Riley and Buffy becoming a couple? (laughs) I'm not hating on Riley. I know there are defenders. I'm not hating on Riley. I'm just saying... Um, interesting, isn't it? Uh, so, group rewatch of... So, uh, we're doing A New Man and the Iron Team, and then, confusingly, we're skipping Goodbye, Iowa. Again, patrons voted on it. Uh, we're gonna do a group rewatch of those episodes Wednesday evening using a service called Cast. Uh, If you wanna watch, uh, with me, this is for everyone, not just patrons. Um, and whoever shows up, there's a little bit of a sign-up process to Cast, so... Go and do it. There's a link to it in the show notes. It's free. Um, But I'm not using Facebook because a lot of you aren't in the U.S., and the Buffy Angel group watch feature that Facebook has is limited to U.S. residents on Facebook. Um, I'll warn you, though, we've been experimenting with cast a bit, and there is some jank, so bear that in mind. Uh, Follow me on Twitter for the link to join in. That's at Ian Nitrum. It is just... I'm not... Trying to get more Twitter followers is just the most convenient way for me to um, send stuff like that out. That'll be Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Also, Jack and I have begun the process of getting Patreon bonus. Um, Patreon bonus is current. I've recorded five new readings that Jack is editing. Uh, if you're in that group on Patreon, I'll be reaching out to you to get requests soon. The bonuses have been well and truly derailed for a while. Uh. Not much to say about it other than that. Well, he and I are going to get him current and then try and build into the system a way of uh, maintaining things as we go forward so there aren't, there aren't these, you know, three, four month gaps. Before I get to the fanfic reading, I just want to let you know I am Ian Nitrum on Twitter and youtube.com slash passion of the nerd. If you'd like to support the channel and keep me flush with food and cold medicine Uh, I appreciate it Uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash passion of the nerd with the $5 and up club the other uh, um, the other way the during live streams there's a super chat button those donations really help out a lot with the $5 and up club on patreon you can join the hangout this weekend to talk about the I and team and a new man or you can go to passion of the nerd.com slash store. And again, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you may not realize it, but you can support me for free by using your monthly Amazon Twitch subscription at uh, twitch.tv slash Passion of the nerd. All right, that's enough of that. And let's do some. Here is gone. Now, let me get the mic. A little bit better positioned. I'm just off. You know how it is. It's not the not the uh, not the uh, the beep boop boppiest podcast, but uh, it is what it is, right? I hate that phrase as much as I love it. All right. Um, so. If you're new to the fanfic reading, this week I compiled all 11 chapters of the fanfic reading so far into a single video. It's an hour and 23 minutes of me reading to you. Uh, There's a link to the video version in the show notes and the audio version is available in the podcast feed. Um, I think I'll do one of those again when we get to chapter 20. But today is chapter 12, Here is Gone by Terry Boda. It took Spike close to three hours to make his way to the magic box. The woman who Joyce had hired as her assistant had been helpful in providing information about the gallery employee's health insurance provider, but she had also been extraordinarily chatty, asking questions about Joyce, Buffy, Dawn, and himself, while gathering the information Buffy needed for the hospital. By the time he finally extracted himself from the woman, it was late afternoon. He entered the store from the basement and came into the shop just as Riley was leaving. The ex-soldier gave him a hateful glance before storming out. "'Afternoon, all,' he greeted. "'Spike, what are you doing here?' Giles demanded. "'Told the Slayer I'd meet her here after doing a bit of research for her mum's gallery. Docs needed some insurance info that I promised to get for her.' He looked around, not seeing Buffy. Where is she? In the back room, pummeling something into the wall. "'I'm afraid not,' Giles admitted then paused for a moment as if thinking, Spike, have you heard any of Spike, have you heard of any new demons coming to Sunnydale recently? Any very powerful or old ones? One of the hardest things he had ever had to do in his unlife was lie at that moment. Can't say I have, why, he replied nonchalantly, sitting down at the reading table. The watcher gave Xander a look, then sighed. "'It would seem that a new threat has entered Sunnydale, "'and we're not sure what we're dealing with.' "'Yeah, Buffy ran into her a few nights back "'and got the crap beaten out of her,' Xander added. "'Spike struggled to keep his features from giving anything away. "'Sounds tough. Have we got a name?' "'Unfortunately, no. Whatever she is, she's very powerful "'and about to conjure a cobra demon,' Giles admitted. "'Cobra demon?' Spike repeated. Giles cleaned these glasses. Yes, I'm afraid I inadvertently sold her the necessary spell components for a Subikian transmogrification spell. Spike gave him a sarcastic salute. Way to go, Rupert. And did you give her a map of the zoo so she'd know right where to go? Sarcasm is not appreciated. In any case, th- that is where Buffy has gone. She's going to try to stop her from completing the spell. Spike appeared about to retort something when the phone rang. Giles answered it, speaking sparsely, his face growing more and more concerned until he hung up. Spike knew the call was from Buffy, but he refrained from revealing that fact. Giles put the phone back on his receiver and cleaned his glasses. That was Buffy. I gather she was unsuccessful in stopping her from conjuring the snake demon, Spike said. Unfortunately, no she wasn't. Spike let his concern show. Is she all right? She sounded tired and in pain, but not seriously harmed. She she is back at the hospital waiting for Joyce to wake. We're to keep an eye out for a large anamorphed cobra and wait here for dawn. Niblet should be here soon. School's out. Maybe one of you ought to go get her. She is undoubtedly already on her way here. We are to keep her safe. "'Until Buffy comes for her. "'We are not to tell her about her mother,' Giles informed. "'Both Spike and Xander nodded in understanding. "'Snake demon, eh?' "'Any qu- any chance it'll come here?' Spike asked. "'I honestly don't know.' "'Spike stood and moved purposefully to the training room. "'He came back out carrying a large sword and a wedding stone. "'The others looked at him as he sat down again and began sharpening the blade. "'Spike, what are you doing?' Giles asked, confused.' Getting ready to kill me a big snake. What's it look like? The watcher was nonplussed. Yes, well. Never met a snake that could live through getting its head chopped off, Spike said, twirling the blade, and this beauty ought to do the job quite nicely. Neither man had the answer to that, so they went so they both went about their business as Spike resumed his sharpening. A short while later, Dawn came in with Willow and Terra. Look who we found on the way back from the espresso shop. Willow commented cheerfully. "'Any word on Mom?' Dawn asked Giles, hopefully. Giles looked apologetic. "'I'm afraid not. Buffy called a few minutes ago. They expect your mother to wake soon.' Dawn looked excited. "'Am I supposed to go to the hospital?' "'No, you're you're to stay here and wait for Buffy.' The teen deflated and turned away. "'Oh. "'Oi! Niblet!' Spike called, motioning her over and distracting her while Giles updated Willow and Tara on the latest events. Why don't you come over here and do your homework? Big Big Sis will be here soon. Dawn obeyed, pulling her book bag off her shoulder and setting it down on the table. That's a big sword. Spike kept sharpening. Yeah, two-handed bastard sword. Not as big as a Scottish claymore, but pretty hefty. Good for chopping up nasties into bits. Ew! Spike shrugged and looked down at his work. Dawn sat down at the table and began doing her homework. Time passed. Spike sharpened the sword. Willow and Tara left to look for the snake demon and returned empty-handed. Giles and Xander did more research and Dawn tried to do her homework. All of them were nervous and on edge. Finally, sometime after sunset, Buffy made her way slowly back into the shop. Buffy, Spike said softly. Dawn, seeing her sister, got up and ran to her, hugging her tight. "'Is she awake yet?' Buffy nodded. "'Yeah, she's waiting for us.' "'Can we take her home now?' Buffy paused. "'We'll see.' She looked at the others. "'Any monsters? Reptile sightings?' "'None,' Giles replied. "'Tara and I did a mini-patrol earlier, but the snake is nowhere in,' Willow added. "'Just then there was a large smash, and the, demon, the cobra demon came crashing through the magic shop front window.' Buffy moved to face it, but it knocked her into some shelves, collapsing them on top of her. "'Buffy!' Spike cried and rushed to her aid as the snake moved in on Dawn. Dawn screamed. "'Dawn!' Xander cried, trying to go to Dawn's aid, but the snake demon hissed at him and he froze in place. "'Bloody thing's got the snake hypnose. It's worse than Drew's thrall,' Spike thought to himself, moving into action. He was reaching for the sword when both Dawn and the snake let out ear piercing shrieks. The sound blasted Spike's hearing, and he howled in plain pain, covering his ears. Buffy was about to charge it when the snake suddenly stopped screeching. It then whipped around and streaked out of the shop through the broken front window. Spike, shaking off the pain from the twin shrieks, lunged for the sword. Why was the big snake afraid of Dawn? Willow asked, confused. Giles! Buffy cried, and they met eyes. It knows. They mobilized, but Spike was faster. Grabbing the sword, he raced out after the cobra, using all of his vampiric speed. He ran, Duster flying behind him. He saw the cobra make a turn and headed down an adjacent alley to head it off. Buffy and Giles's pursuit spooked it, and it turned in Spike's direction. He was there, waiting for it, sword held high. The cobra saw him and hissed, Sorry, mate. The mojo don't work on me he said, and struck, lapping the, lopping the demon's head neatly off. Buffy and Giles caught up in time to see it writhe out its final death throes, with Spike standing over it. They stopped and stared in shock. "'Told you, Rupert. Never met a snake that could live through a good beheading.' "'Yes, well, good job, Spike,' Giles said, catching his breath. "'Thanks. Now all we need to do is find out why the Bint conjured it in the first place. "'Glory.' Buffy said, still coming down from her panic. Glory, Giles repeated. That's what she called herself, Glory. Well, at least we have a name now. It's something I can mention when I'm knocking demons' heads in, looking for information, Spike said. Giles nodded. I have to get back to the hospital. Mom's waiting for Dawn and me, Buffy noted suddenly. Spike didn't want to face Joyce or spend any more time in the hospital. How about I take care of old Scaly here? Bound to be a few bits and pieces that are worth a pretty penny. It's not every day you come across a Sabikian cobra demon. Venom alone would fetch a decent price. I'll split the take with you, seventy thirty. Both Giles and Buffy were too traumatized to argue. That sounds like a very generous offer, Spike. You do what needs to be done, and I'll take Dawn and Buffy to the hospital. Sounds like a plan, Rupert. Thank you. "'Giles moved to guide a nearly catatonic Buffy "'away from the decapitated body of the demon. Good night, Slayer. "'Tell Mom I'll be in to see her soon.' "'Buffy looked back, a small smile on her lips. "'I will,' she whispered. Thanks, Spike.' "'He gave her a genuine smile and nodded his head. "'Giles then came up alongside Buffy and led her gently away. "'After she was gone, Spike set to processing the Sabikian demon.' He decided to broker most of it through Anya and then set up separate accounts for himself, Buffy, and Dawn. Even if Joyce survived, his stint over the summer of Buffy's death taught him that Joyce had been too busy paying for Buffy's medical bills and damage to the house to set up investment accounts for her daughters. It's never too late to start thinking about your future, Spike thought. <sighs> All right, friends. Um, I uh, I feel like I've been a bit of a bummer. Uh, I hope not. I, um, uh, you know, um, part of the way that we have this, uh, I don't know, uh, like we just talked about the last time, I think me coming in here and sort of faking through things wouldn't really be a benefit to either of us. Um, and there's just a lot, Right. So, uh, if you can take a breath, you know, try and give yourself a break from the stress by taking one second to think about something in your life you're grateful for. Wife, husband, cat, walls, the temperature, Buffy, whatever it is, um, I've been doing that a lot, and that feeling of gratitude is a lovely place to be, even for a moment. And I want you to know I'm very grateful for you, for our conversation. Uh, It's one of the things keeping me sane and grounded. Um, So thank you. I'll see you in a week.